0: Fun Crazy, not Creepy Crazy, on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a great day for
2: the Irish. It's a great day for Joe. You'll see our question boxes trimmed in green. For sure, St. Patrick's Day will be our theme. It's a great day for the Irish. And we leprechauns all say. Join
1: in the fun with every son of the old sod and say It's a great, great day The Riley and Kimmy Show And welcome to this St. Patrick's Day That's right, it is a Friday, episode 1186 Right next to me, sitting on a pot of gold, is my leprechaun
3: Kevin, I got one night. Hello, everybody, hello, everybody, everybody, everybody,
4: everybody, 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 everybody,
1: everybody. <laughs> Hi! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley.
4: Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators.
1: That, that is true, and they are sane around me. That is the two fur kids. They are, they're doing their, um, well, their nap. I think they're starting to do that. And right next to me to my left is Kimmy. She's an all green right now, Kimmy. Wow, you're really into the spirit. Yeah, wow. happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. What in the hell was that coming out of your mouth? I don't know. Now, see, that's one of the 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 things about radio, especially a long time ago, in the 70s, 60s, 50s, 80s, clear into the 80s, probably touching into the 90s. You always had the very bad St. Patrick's Day accent commercials.
5: <laughs> and What are you trying to say?
1: At, at, during Halloween, it was the bad Bela Lugosi's you know for every you know everything from a furniture commercial place or you know something else and then i always dreaded saint patty's day when, when working in broadcasting because at that time period it'd be oh boy here we go another top of the morning to you type of commercial you would have to do you know you, you know what i'm talking about kimmy yes <laughs> yes uh it is that time of year it is that day it is the day of green
6: cat's lucky he's got lucky charms
7: Always have to be
1: lucky charms. The cereal with sweet surprises. Hearts, moons, stars, plovers. They're coming. I'll make a box to hide in. Woo! Rusted lucky charms! Magically delicious. Yeah, just like our show. We are magically delicious, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. It is St. Patrick's Day. So
7: I went to a St. Patrick's Day party last night, and every important Irish celebrity in Hollywood was there. Maureen O'Hara, Dan O'Hurley, Pat O'Brien. And when they served the free lunch, another Irishman showed up, Jack O'Benny. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, all the Irish cops here in Hollywood have that St. Patrick's Day spirit. But sometimes I think they overdo it. Three times a day I got a ticket for passing a green light. (laughs) But the Irish are great people. You can say what you like about the Irish. But before you do, make sure you're paid up
1: with a blue cross. (laughs) Jimmy, question for you is who? Who was that iconic comedian talking about Irish people? Jack Benny. That was not Jack Benny there. He mentions Jack Benny. Oh, oh, Bob Hope. That, that's that's right, Kimmy. And yeah, that should get you into the spirit, doesn't it, Kimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Does that get you going? Does that get you ready for St. Patrick's Day to join in the festivities?
2: Doing me, jig. Sure it's the same old shillelagh me father Brought from Ireland And devil a man was prouder than he is He walked with it in his hand He'd lead the band on pad he and twirl it round his mitt And Dibble a bit We'd laugh at it for dad would have a fit Sure with the same old shillelagh me father Could lick a dozen men As fast as they'd get up He'd knock them down again And then is the time He used it on me To make me understand The same old shillelagh
1: me father Brought from Ireland So, Jimmy, uh what kind of plans do you have for this St. Patrick's Day? Are you going to head out to that certain place that has those green milkshakes? Is that your way of Is that your way of celebrating St. <laughs> uh, Patrick's Day? Or are you a green beer imbiber? No. Nah. So you're you're going to stay away from the green beer, correct? Mm, yeah. No green beer imbibing on this day. No. But maybe a green milkshake, huh? Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Happy St. Patrick's Day to anybody on planet Earth that's listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show. And you know what, Kimmy, it's really special. And proves The Riley and Kimmy Show is mobile and global. You can hear us anywhere on planet Earth. We actually have people in Ireland that listen to The Riley and Kimmy Show. Oh. Yes, isn't that cool? Uh Uh-huh. And thank you for listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show. That uh, is very special to us. And if you enjoy what you hear here, be sure to share it with your friends. Tell them about The Riley and Kimmy Show. And really help the show grow by liking our facebook page mm-hmm. and share it with friends and tell them to do the same we we would really appreciate that we are just days away kimmy if he doesn't uh you know celebrate too much uh for saint patrick's day I, I know he actually won't but he, he just might celebrate a little bit i think he'll probably indulge in one of those green milkshakes like you will george Lowe will be making an appearance this weekend over in the space coast part of florida that's right space ghost goes to the space coast if you untie me i will Hi, kids. Space Coast here.
0: You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh, can, can you just loosen the hands up a little? for Oh, that is heaven.
1: We will not untie him till he's at Vieira Comics. That's coming up on Saturday morning. Well, actually, Saturday, I don't want to scare him because he does listen to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Sorry, George, didn't mean to scare you there. You can sleep in a little bit on Saturday. No, George appears at 3 o'clock in the afternoon from 3 until 7 at Viera Comics in Melbourne, Florida, Stop on by, say hello to George, get an autograph, maybe a picture or maybe a recording or two, and have one of the wildest trips you can ever have by meeting George Lowe. He truly is a living, breathing, human version of a cartoon. Yes, he is. So it's a lot of fun. It is. It'll be, it'll be fun and entertaining for the entire family. That's at Vieira Comics in Melbourne, Florida, happening tomorrow. By the way, Vieira Comics has an entire day of nerd activities going on all kicks off when they open up on Saturday and goes all the way through when George Lowe shows up and continues starting at 3 o'clock with George until 7. Tell your friends about this. VR Comics, very easy to get to right off I-95. So if you're in Orlando, this is not that great of a distance at all. And anywhere up and down I-95, north or south, you'll be able to get to VR Comics quite easily because they're just, I mean, right off I-95. Right, Mm -hmm. Kimmy? Mm -hmm. Stop on by, say hello to Peter Pappas, the store owner. He loves cosplay, by the way. And you can talk about cosplay with him, comic books, classic comic books. He has key comic books there, and he has all your comic book needs. They can, be, they can be taken care of right at Viera Comics. Big thank you going out to Peter Pappas for bringing in George Lowe on that Saturday and inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show to this fun event. We can't wait, can we, Kimmy? No, we can't. Be sure to tell your friends about this event happening tomorrow. That's at Viera Comics. Over in the Space Coast part of Florida.
2: You get all tingly down below when you listen to the Riley and Kimmy show.
1: And coming up on Sunday, boy, it's going to be a jam packed weekend because the Riley and Kimmy show will be all over the place, right, Kimmy? That's right. We'll be taking it to the streets coming up on Sunday. <laughs> Join us Sunday. It'll be your opportunity also to see and meet a superhero. A superhero dog will be appearing. I'm not kidding. Am I kidding? A superhero dog will be appearing at the Melbourne, Florida, Toy and Comic Con. That is Tug, the superhero dog, the puppy, the bull terrier puppy will be there with his parents, his human parents, Kim Joy and Blake Ovard. Now, they have a comic book about Tug. And tell you what, how good this comic book is, Neil Adams legendary artist creator did a cover of a tug comic book get your comic books and and get your kisses from tug and talk to blake and also kim joy by the way kim joy is the writer of the tug comic book and blake he is the artist he will be bringing some original tug art with him and he will be sketching kimmy get a tug sketch cool and meet tug and If you know somebody who loves dogs, maybe they they don't care about a Comic-Con. Maybe you couldn't get them to a convention at all, ever. This is a great opportunity to get them to a convention if they love dogs, love Mm -hmm. animals. Tug is worth that visit. That's right. And this is a fun event for the entire family, full of collectibles. I mean, the last time I was there, I think I found... At the last Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con, I think I found one of my uh, favorite things, which is the limited edition, treasury edition comic books. Oh, I found a calendar, a comic book calendar. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Dave Finley had that, and we picked that up. And I got a vintage, a uh, Bronze Age, like a 1970, early 70s, Man-Thing comic book from him as well. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. plenty of things like that. Lunchboxes, toys, collectibles, current stuff like Pop Vinyls. You'll be able to find it there. Also, gaming going on and a cosplay contest. All kinds of fun. By the way, Peter Pappas, who we mentioned from VR Comics earlier, will be hosting, he'll be emceeing a cosplay contest. Also, he has some cosplay panels. and You can find out more about those panels on his Facebook page. That's VR Comics' Facebook page. Fun day. It's all going to be happening in Melbourne, Florida. Stop on by, meet Tug. Who knows? Maybe Tug's father will be singing he, mm. he likes to do that, Kimmy.
2: The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and don't forget Tug. The Riley and
1: Kimmy Show. Yeah, Tug's dad might be doing that. They'll be right next to the Riley and Kimmy Show. That's what I've been told by the show promoters. Uh, they have us right next to Tug. Mm-hmm. And big thank you going out to Tom Romp and also... Mike Priest, the show promoters, the co-promoters, they're, they're co-promoters. Uh, you know, ones, yeah, yeah, they, they, they share the, the spotlight. Co-pilots. Yeah, they're, they're, they're co-pilots. One of them might be asleep at the Switch. Not sure which one, though. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I would not fly with them. Mm. <laughs> neither, neither, neither neither one of them. Anyhow, I seriously, they're very good friends. And a big thank you going out to them for inviting Tug, the superhero bull terrier puppy, to the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con. And another big thank you for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show, making us part of this fun nerd event. We wouldn't miss it. You can find out more about the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con right on their website. That's melbournetoyandcomiccon.com. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this St. Patrick's Day, a Friday, March 17th. Are you able, willing to play nerd in pop culture geek trivia? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) It is St. Patrick's Day, about ready to ask Kimmy some questions, giving her a little incentive here on St. Patrick's Day. Kimmy, if you if you get more of these right than wrong, we won't give you just one, but we'll give you two, count them, two of those green milkshakes from that certain restaurant that you love. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you love the restaurant, but you do love those green milkshakes, right? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you do so well, we'll make it three so you can put one in the freezer and, oh boy. and, and bring it out when you need to. Maybe six months from now or (laughs) something. I wonder if they'd last that long. Anyhow, we'll give you an opportunity to win those if you get more of these right than wrong. You can help Kimmy get these and get her milkshakes, her green ones by shouting out answers to her. Yes, you in the future can get your answers into the past. We believe there's a time vortex that opens up. So shout at your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, your smartphone, whatever you listen to The Riley and Kimmy Show on, because we can be heard anywhere and on any computing device. We are mobile. We are global. We are the Nerd Variety Talk Show, a daily talk show that offers pop culture escapism. Yes... You thought I was going to offer you a pot of gold, but no, Kimmy. Mm. Next best thing on this St. Patrick's Day, we're offering you green milk shakes. Here we go. It's a March 17th St. Patrick's Day. Going to ask you the very first question with nerd in pop culture. I can't say geek because Kimmy doesn't like that anymore. That word, she knows what it means, where it comes from. Nerd pop culture trivia, Kimmy. So on this date in history, St. Patrick's Day was celebrated in New York City for the very first time. Can you tell me the year? Here are your choices. Was the very first St. Patrick's Day celebrated in New York City in 1756, 1826, 1876, or 1906? 1756. Okay. All right. All right. Which one of my fellow Irish people shouted that one out to you? Mm. There's no way. Not Tom. There's no way you knew this one. Was it my friend, Kevin? Was he um, shouting it out to you? I'm not telling. I bet it was. You know, he's sort of like he's on a box of Lucky Charms. I bet it was him. Hmm. I bet. Oh, Kevin. All right. Next one, Kimmy. Snoopy and Charlie Brown of Peanuts were on the cover of Life magazine. Give me the year. Was it 1957, 1962, 1967, or
2: 1972?
1: 1957? It was 1967 that that happened on this date, something you use probably at least a couple of times a week, the rubber band was patented by Stephen Perry, not Steve Perry, Stephen Perry (laughs) of London on this date in history. My question for you, Kimmy, is what year was the rubber band patented? Yes, we do useless trivia, too. Was it 1915, 1905, 1895, or 1845? 1895? It was 18... 45 mm. the rubber band came to be so that means gun smoke they had rubber bands possibly wow think about that hmm. maybe on bonanza they had rubber bands hmm. big valley rubber bands have oh. gun will travel i i never knew that mm. the postage stamp canceling machine was patented on this date kimmy that's 1868 i know that really made your day knowing that one didn't it yeah just think about this we've we've mentioned this before when was the last time you actually went to the post office I don't remember. Was it this year? No. Okay, moving over to something else happening on this date in history. In 1884, in California, John Joseph Montgomery made the first manned, controlled, heavier-than-air glider flight in America. Think about that, because that doesn't really get talked Mm -hmm. about that much. He did that many years. What was it? Almost uh, doing the math here. 20-some-odd years before the Wright brothers and their powered craft, hmm. and so it's it's kind of buried there in history. So in 1884, somebody was actually gliding around. Wow, I it's one of those. I, I, if you'd said did it happened in the 19th or 20th century, I think most people would have guessed 20th. Uh huh. See, we didn't we didn't do that to you. Pay attention here, Kimmy. Let's see how well you know art. We'll give you an extra clue if you need it. Art who? Oh, not. <laughs> oh God, Jeez, he's so funny. Let's see how well you know fine art, Kimmy. Okay. Not Art Carlson. Here is the question. It was 1901. At a show in Paris, 71 paintings of this individual caused a sensation. It was 11 years after his death. He died in poverty. But his paintings are priceless. Who is it? What year? 1901. I'll give you an extra clue if you okay. need it. You need you're going you're to ask for that extra clue. Sure. Sunflowers. Ear. Van Gogh. And I was going to say ear. What's your answer again? Van Gogh. I even had a third clue, Doctor Who. Because, <laughs> you know, they did that. Mm. figured you might be able to figure it out with that. Yes, you're correct. Van Gogh or Van Gogh, whichever way you wish to pronounce it. They did that uh, art showing. That was 1901. So on this date, 1910, the Campfire Girls organization was founded, but it didn't make it to the public, wasn't presented to the public for two years to mm. the date. Were you part of the Campfire Girls? No. Nope. I would have thought you would have been, considering you like fire. You know? Mm. Campfire no. Girls, you know, you might. Jimmy, it was on this date. America's first bowling tournament for women began in St. Louis, Missouri. Women participated to the event. The question for you is two-part. What year did America's first bowling tournament for women begin in St. Louis, Missouri? Was it 1917, 1927, 1937, or 1947?
6: 1947.
1: It was 1917. Now the question. How many women participated in this event in 1917? Was it 15, 25, 50, or 100? 17? It was 100 participated in 1917. Wow. Have you ever been bowling? Mm Mm-hmm. But not with me. You've never bowled with me. I haven't? Well, I went with some... Relatives of yours long time ago, but I don't count that. Oh, okay. Because you were kind of babysitting. Oh, okay. Remember that? They mm. they were kind of doing more of the bowling than mm. I think either one of us was, if okay. I remember right. Kimmy's declined going bowling with friends, even down here in Florida. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, one of our friends out there who's went into seclusion, he has uh, become a hermit. He's sort of like Howard Hughes without the money. Uh, he was supposed to go bowling with us. And that's right. You know who I am talking about. Yeah, he one, invited us to go bowling. Yes, one of the biggest nerds on planet Earth, a brother from another mother, beyond a doubt, mm-hmm. kind of kind of missed contact with him. No, he listens to the show every day. You were supposed to go bowling with us, buddy. We miss you. It was on this date in history, Kimmy, 1930 in New York, New York City. Construction began on this building. Excavation had begun on January 22nd, but they actually began the actual work of the building on the state in 1930. What is the name of the building? It's 1930. Um, it would become one of the, war, It w- at the time period of when it would finally be done, would be the world's largest, tallest, world's tallest building. Empire State Building? That is correct, Kimmy. And tell me, who climbed it in the 30s? King the, Kong? Yes, King Kong. Uh, he, he climbed that building it was on this date in history 1956 this person appeared on abc's ozark jubilee and performed this song kimmy can you tell me who the recording artist is well it's one for the money
0: two for the show three to get ready now I go cat go, but don't you step on my blue sweet shoes? you can do anything they off of
1: He is the person who wrote this song. He recorded it first, had it going up the charts, but somebody else kind of took away his thunder at the exact same time and made that hit his hit. Who is the person right there, the father of that song, Kimmy? I don't know. Really? You actually thought it was Elvis, didn't you?
2: Well, it's the first name that came to my mind.
1: It's not Elvis. That is Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins appeared on ABC TV's Ozark Jubilee and performed Blue Suede Shoes, that right there, that song right there at the exact same time his first television appearance Elvis Presley performs the same song the same night on CBS Television's stage show Well
0: it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready I go, can not go, but don't you Step on my Blue Suede Shoes well, you can do anything with the you
1: over my blue Exact same song, but definitely different, powerful performances mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, that's Elvis' version. And they were friends, too, by the way. I mean, there was no hostilities for that because, well, one of the reasons Carl Perkins made money off the song, <laughs> it became a really big hit. And one of the really cool things that I, I have uh, experienced in broadcasting was meeting Carl Perkins on a couple of occasions. Uh, down in Tennessee because uh, he had a restaurant in Tennessee that uh, recorded some commercials for him and stuff many, many years ago. And one of my good friends from Illinois came down and he wanted to meet Carl Perkins Uh because he he played oldies. So he knew Blue Suede Shoes, the original version, and he actually had Catfish and met Carl Perkins on a Sunday night. Hmm. And I'll never forget that. So on this date in history, this group recorded this song, Kimmy, tell me the name of the group. If you can. Are you ready for your audio clue? Mm-hmm.
0: Take out the papers and the trash. Oh, you don't get
4: no spending cash.
0: If you don't swell that kitchen floor, you ain't going to rock and roll no more. Yakety-yak.
6: Don't oh, oh, Just back. finish. Bl-
1: Who is that? Gimme, can you tell me? They had a big hit. Charlie Brown as well. Mm-mm. Oh, you knew the song Charlie Brown. hmm That's the coasters with Yakety-yak. Don't. Talk back. So on state 1967, Bobby V. recorded this song. Come back when you grow up, girl. You're still living in a paper doll world. Living
6: ain't easy. Loving's twice as tough. So come back, baby,
1: when you grow up. Yeah, some oldie stations did play that for a number of years. That is Come Back When You Grow Up. Uh, not... All oldies stations played played that one. You know what's interesting? I saw just recently uh, uh, reading some oldies material about oldies music, classic hits and stuff. Somebody was griping about the word oldies. I'm like, they're not old music. It's not oldies. You know, it's not oldies. And I'm not old. And you know, the term oldies, which was kind of interesting, was utilized heavily in like the 1970s, going into the 1990s before cool took over as the phrase. Uh, oldies could fit for anything to a teenager. An old song was a month old, a couple of months old. So mm. oldies was a safe term. And to somebody who was at the time period of the 70s, in their 50s, you know, that would be a song that they grew up with, would yeah. be an oldie, was okay. It, uh-huh. it, it meant something different to everybody, and it was not a negative. Eventually, it kind of got to a negative, and that's why the cool concept came into to be, mm. towards the end of where oldie stations were across the country. Those that specified really from pre, or right about the Beatles invasion, maybe the the surfing hits to, you know, the 1970s. Uh, that Those stations is the kind we're talking about. Moving over to, this, not actually moving at all. Staying in the world of music, Kimmy, the year is 1968. A year after that Bobby V thing. The year is 1968. This group made their United States television debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. They performed two songs. We have the two here. See if you can identify who this, I well, they wouldn't be, at the time period they weren't this, but they would become iconic see if you can identify who it is with one of their songs here if you need both we will play both here's your clue you think
0: Yes, it's folks, it's that new comedy team, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, who last week broadcast their first radio show over NBC. We find them now still somewhat dazed and awed by it all, sitting in their
4: apartment, poring over Kimmy, the Kimmy, can you tell me you who that is?
1: is?
0: The Gees? Hey,
1: Unbelievable. About it, in I chose the what it say, weaker of the two well, songs, the in my opinion. The other this song this
5: was paper, this one. Because, what this hey. about me.
3: Jerry Lewis is one of our new York
6: But believe,
4: wow. it's it's <laughs> well, what did he say? You he actually surprised me wrong. knowing words. I didn't think you would
1: identify the easy oh, sound. Of it. It's just one words. man's opinion. I didn't know I'm familiar with that song. Now, the other one, To Love Somebody.
4: Like Got one of those old men named McGill who ran up and down attached every hill. To them. When someone mm, inspired, I thought you would easily though, that go, that's, tired, that's the BJs.
1: You actually surprised me there. You have a very good musical good audio file. And, and, the year is I 1989, I don't know, know if you remember tonight, this game because botanist. you were, you were really just too little. A, a, a series of solar flares caused a violent magnetic storm that brought power outages over large and, and regions and I, and I can of Canada. A seal. Moving to some Girl other time here on the timeline because we have jumbled it up a little bit. It was on this date in 1972. This... The musician releases this song in the United Kingdom. Let's see how good your ear is. Tell me who this is. Jerry, you know something? The critic was right. Look, Jerry, forget what the critic said. Nardine, I'm not a man. That was
6: classy looking funny.
4: Look at me,
6: skinny.
5: I'm a nurse. Only. Awkward.
4: slumped
8: over. No check. No check.
1: That mess. is Back Off Boogaloo, released in the United no, Kingdom. Joe, Kimmy, he a was a mess, big you're, you're, you're drummer, a, handsome, a huge uh, pop well, group in the manly. 1960s going into the early 1970s. Ringo? Yes, That's that is Ringo you there with Back Off Boogaloo. I'm surprised you, really you did since you're a big huge. It's on this date, 1999, the International Olympics Committee expelled six of its members. that was Gary, in the wake of a rivalry scandal. Thing on this date, right 2004, NASA's messenger became the first spacecraft to enter, not not the to enter into orbit around not Mercury. Not the probe took more than 270,000 pictures before it crashed onto the surface of Mercury on April 30th, 2015. So 11 years it was doing its job. Moving over to notable birthday, see if you can identify who this actor is having a birthday and then tell us how old he is within five. Are you well, ready for your audio thing clue, thing Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Well, Listen carefully. Well, man, look. which way you go? I <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a trick, trick so or, be or maybe, to
6: trick right. Or maybe we could persuade
4: some see, other big stuff. they are both going go left. Two. No, these big have just are easily been, been going, going left, too. And if that was would have been a while They're always going out of town to get away from it all.
6: I don't care where they are. I
4: can
3: find them. I have a system. I have a used one time when I was trying to find their old
4: friend. Yeah, what'd you do?
3: Well I
1: Kimmy, really. <laughs> can you tell me who that actor is and what movie is that from?
4: Well, Jerry, did you find it? It's from... Oh, um... but I sure had
1: fun. Quentin <laughs> Tarantino yeah. directed it. Um... He played Stuntman Mike. He played Stuntman Mike. Oh, I forgot, him. Yeah. We got a telegram this morning. This one of my telegram. Let's see. It. Okay. Then tell me the name of the movie. Listen we'll give this, you a chance K, here to think about it. All here's all another another here's clue here's from the movie. Hey, damn. First
4: show. Congratulations. Very anxious. Remember to be when to I said this car was death For reason. We'll explain when I see. It. Well, that wasn't
6: a lie. Hey, William, this he's a big
3: thought. Why would he want to be on our show? to get the benefit of it, honey.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, Stuntman Mike drives like Kimmy, so or Kimmy drives like Stuntman Mike. Up. Kimmy, tell me What's the name of hands? that movie. Yes, Death Proof. What's and what year did Death yes, Proof come out? Nine within years. two years. Look,
4: I'm just going to a broadcast. I'm not going to get married. Anyway, 2008. 2007. You? Kimmy saw did this movie
1: over a dozen times. I mean, probably close to 20 times in theaters. I'm not kidding. I'm being, well, uh, we did I love that movie Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was one of Kimmy's I'm favorites in Death Proof she saw it with Planet Terror it was part of the Grindhouse film set well, let's go, Jane. and when that became available on in. DVD an extended version um, she, she got that and she I does drive just like... She had a car you when I first met her, just like the what first car you? Well, now now that you see Stuntman and Mike driving. Show, I, mm. I kind of felt like Pam there when I rode with you the very a school school first time. <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> Little what what did we we I know when Kimmy goes, which way are you going? Left or right. You know, when I saw that movie, it sent chills down there because I knew I was me. Yes. All right, this next actor having a birthday. See if you can tell me who it is with these audio... Well, not audio clues, just these clues here, Kimmy, how Santa old he is. He, he was, was in St. No, Elmo's Fire in 1985, About Last Night in 1986, <laughs> A Bad influence. in 1990. Who is he? It's Rob Lowe. <laughs> that's that's People exactly have right. It's a good it day for birthday. Yes, it is. How old is Rob well, Lowe maybe we can today try within out five? For
4: typing scripts or something.
1: 56, All right, okay, you're hired. He's 53 no, today, moving to somebody else. How's the matter? Gary Sinise.
6: I'm not going to be rushed into Having
1: anything. Happy birthday. How old is after Gary Sinise. Now, you know, he is I the, want the person to think who it talks to you at Mission right, Mars. Right, I here, miss. Take part. this page and mm? make this copy. Remember, he, he's the there when you're screaming. I don't know if you realize, if you remember, what's it's what's him because you're mean? screaming a lot on Mission Mars. And, and you're turning green. You're a don't know what a is. Can you tell me how old Gary Sinise is today?
3: Fifty. what is he well, is 62 a today. Is thing you put on a desk Born 1919, Only Nat King Cole,
1: he was a major force in, while, in popular music red. for three and decades, Cole was one of the first African Americans to host a national television top, variety show, on him The Nat King Cole Show. Now until his until recordings remain popular Bing! worldwide That's after his death. Right he died of lung cancer February 1965 at the age of don't Tell you, me who this cool person is, make
3: sure that whose birthday gentleman. is today,
1: no longer with us, died in 2016 at the age of 74. Musician, he is the co-founder of Jefferson Airplane, which would become about Jefferson Starship and the Starship. He was the only member who stayed to all almost all of the Whether or
3: not it's forbidden, years. maybe a man just doesn't the pause long enough member. to know whether he feels right from he wrong. But I'm sure
4: that is anyone that isn't like will continue to
6: remember
1: say him? so. to <laughs> somebody else having a birthday. See if you can identify who it is, Kenny. Singer, songwriter, best known as a founder of this group, The Loving Spoonful.
6: Come on, Jerry, let's go. We'll see you later, man. <laughs>
4: is was this wonderful, Jerry? A couple of weeks ago, we came to Hollywood and we were to nobody. Remember how impressed he was over gonna be NBC building.
1: Melvin yeah, <laughs> Spoonful was Summer in the City, number one for 1966. I But ben. Ben. he had a solo career yeah, as well. He had so a big loud. hit back the in the 70s. Can, can you tell me what that... Rehearsing?
4: Oh, okay, hit is, Here's your audio
1: be in clue. Day,
3: maybe will be in
1: here. Okay, what was that? Jimmy, can you tell me what that hit was?
4: Welcome William Bendix wouldn't Welcome be in there. Back. Hey, this,
7: I mean, this is a bright one. Look at all welcome the lights. I don't care what
1: you Now get out of here. Jimmy, can you tell me the name you. of the TV show that was the theme tune. Welcome back, oh, That's correct. What? Position was, oh, that song. I, I, was it, a number, right yeah. it was a number a one. Wanna... J. J., <laughs> it was a number one hit. What year? I'll drop within two years. Nineteen seventy-six. Welcome back, is on top hit. Now let's for look at John this dressing Sebastian, room here, who's okay. having a birthday today. He is seventy-three. Next one, actor, best known for a role on a nighttime TV, still TV show. Nothing. It's Phil Harris Please still. tell me the name of the show the moment you know it by its name. Dallas? That's John correct. Jerry, he we're we're was on Dallas from the oh, beginning. He played Bobby Ewing. Can you Son tell me who the actor Son is? Son of a gun! Who was that?
2: President
1: Truman
4: rehearsing
3: his And the
1: he next was on a TV speech. show before <laughs> that, which was not that big. He was the star of Man from Atlantis and went right to Dallas uh, right after Man you, from Atlantis. We'll,
4: we'll never find William tent. Bendix
1: this I can way. I picture him in my head.
4: Yoo What's that?
1: Pam was his Hello wife. There. His young wife that he showed up huh, at South Fork. His minute brother JR didn't like mm-hmm. him, remember? Yes, because he considered him weak. That is Patrick Duffy. Oh, oh, oh. Having a birthday today. How old is Patrick Duffy within five years, Kimmy? This name is a He is 68 today. Leslie Ann Down, actress. Having a birthday, I bet you don't know wow, who she is, correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. She is 63 today, she did a lot of things, uh, but one mm, of the bigger things she did was she played for a, well, a long period of time, you from 2003 to Dean 2012, on the, the Bold yes, and but, the Beautiful. Hey, yeah. yeah. yeah, D. I'm Jerry Lewis,
3: the time, comedian.
1: Well, All over street, country, country musician, man. having a birthday today, he is well. 62. He's we'll recorded 10 rant, studio man. albums between 1982 be and twice. 2005, charted 16 singles on the Billboard country charts, including oh, Martin, two number and one a hits. Of one of the cool things about Paul Overstreet, I had, the, now, I had the fortune player. of doing some stage work with him many air. years ago, introducing him and talking myself. to the audience. Hey, here's a and new he had a I tour bus. To the bottom of the tour bus, you have to have luggage stuff, Tumbleweeds the Alamo, along the Rio Grande, where the Buffalo Roam by the He totally took all that out and made it into a playroom for his child. He had a little kid. Little toddler it's at the a time Western period. Well, so can't. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Well, that's Paul Overstreet, one of the nicest human beings you could ever meet if you had the opportunity. You're doing well to Moving keep over them to them another up. section of trivia. Notable yeah. deaths on this day in history. 1956 saw the loss of somebody huge Look in the miss, world of radio. Oh, did? And TV, too. That is Fred Allen. Was he gold. died at the age of 51. American comedian had the radio program The Fred Allen Show from 1932 to 1949. His yeah, style and, and substance and influenced Malcolm, many Malcolm, comedians, Talcum, including Groucho Marx, Stan Freberg, Henry Morgan, and definitely Johnny Carson. And you can still see his work to this day on television. Buzzer well, TV I've runs What's My Wine? He was a panelist rhythm. on that yeah, from 1954 up until his death in 1956. And by the way, he was also in comic uh, yep. Action goes? Comics number well, 50, July him. of 1942. <coughs> Superman says Fred Allen would get <coughs> a kick out of this as he hops onto the side <coughs> of a moving train. It just gives you an idea of how influential <coughs> he was. Now, Colin, he wasn't a big yes, fan we, of television. We
4: really have to leave. i tell you what. He observed
1: that television allowed, quote, well, yeah, people go. who haven't right, anything to I'll do to waiting. watch people Goodbye. who can't do anything, unquote. Hmm. That's Fred Allen. He tried to do some television programs, but they couldn't transfer what he had done successfully on radio to television. 1996, Terry Stafford died at the age of 54. Do you know what he is known for, Kimmy? No. Terry Stafford, musician, best known for his 1964 hit, top 10 hit. Suspicion.
4: Though you keep on saying you really, really, really love me, do you say the same words to someone else when I'm not there? Suspicion. Orient oh, my heart. Suspicion. Keeps us apart. Suspicion. Why touch me?
1: I have a feeling, Kimmy, you're like many who have thought over the course of time that that's Elvis. Uh, a lot of people thought that Terry Stafford sounded like Elvis Presley, mm. and I can hear that. Next person who passed away was a recording artist, an American R&B singer known for his big hit in the 80s. See so if you can identify who it is, or actually, Kimmy, I'll accept, if you can't tell me the name of the recording artist, tell me the name of the hit song that he had. Here's your audio clue. Not a Okay, Kimmy, tell me the name of that song.
4: We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. We don't have to take our
6: clothes off.
1: Jimmy, did that song ever hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100? No. It was a number five peak hit. Tell me the name of the recording artist. Can you do it? It was a one-hit wonder. No. It was Jermaine Stewart. He died at the age of 39. And by the way, that song was a hit for what year? Any guess? Within two years. What year? 85 1986 you got it Kimmy congratulations Kimmy i think you did a great job with this uh, St Patrick's Day edition of the Riley and Kimmy show we have not just one not just two but three of those green shakes coming to you because you did a great job and while you're getting ready to uh, maybe devour them in the near future we we have some shows for you to listen to here as we honor the golden age of radio and St Patrick's Day they did go together radio, watch me. Yes, St. Patrick's Day and the Golden Age Radio did go together. We have a couple of examples of that. Proving the Riley and Kimmy Show offers variety. We have Burns and Allen with a St. Patrick's Day episode. It's playful. It's really cool. And it's sponsored by Spam, and they sing a jingle, Kimmy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that alone is worth it, the Spam jingle. It's from 1941. We have Burns and Allen.
0: From New York, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. George and
6: Gracie
4: Spam, what boy Spam, what joy George Burns Gracie Ellen on the show where an the darkest draw The singing glee with us through these to start the bond? here's Jimmy Wellington. Oh!
0: Another Monday night at your house, and time for Burns and Allen, and time for you to discover the way women all over the country have learned how to give the family a breakfast that is different. Serve Spam fried. Spam is tender, tasty meat, a perfect blend of sweet, juicy pork shoulder meat and ham cooked to a savory goodness. Made only by Hormel, Spam is packed in a handy can, so all you do is open it, cut off slices of Spam, and fry quickly in a hot pan. Serve sizzling hot with eggs or a stack of wheat cakes. And you'll start the family off in the morning with a meal that sticks to the ribs. Try Spam Fried, the quickest, tastiest breakfast you've had in many a day. But start right and get the real thing. Be sure to ask your food dealer for S-P-A-M. Spam. Spam. <laughs> Look who's here, your two delightful spam stars, George and Gracie. Thank you, thank you,
7: thank you. Thank you. Thank you very, very first much. First
3: of all, just in the middle of July, the afternoon was wet, with... Well, Tracy, you're in a very,
7: very gay mood tonight. Gay
3: mood? Well, sure, I'm in a gay mood. Everybody's in a gay mood today. Today's the day. Today's the day. St. Patrick's Day. I say. Most wonderful day in the year, and I'm not saying that because I'm Irish. Oh no, 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 no. Of course, I'm only Irish on my mother and father's side.
7: I say. (laughs) <laughs> Only on your mother and father's Yeah, does. and
3: that goes for them, too. I
7: see what you mean, yeah.
3: Oh, I can just see my uncle tonight with his top hat and his frock coat, looking into the mirror to see if his black eyes on straight. <laughs> <laughs> 31st the August. August in, in the middle of, of July.
7: July, I'll bet your family was in good spirits tonight. Oh,
3: and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George. George, I marched in the Fifth Avenue parade today. It was the St. Patrick's Day parade, you know. I know,
7: you know. I was born in New York. I've seen <laughs> oh, those parades. boy.
3: What excitement. Every year you
7: have those parades. Yeah.
3: What excitement. Born what in music, you know. What yes. glamour. What bargains at Bergdorf Goodman's window? What crowd? Wait a minute.
7: Wait a minute. Bergdorf Goodman's window? Yeah.
3: What crowd? Even, even,
7: even the parade didn't stop you from window shopping?
3: Oh, no. Oh, and this is kind of cute, George. A floor walker was peeking out of the window and he was flirting with me. Flirting with him? Uh huh. Well, I sort of looked at him and he winked back at me. And, he uh, winked
7: back at you? Yes. I see.
3: And, you know, he looked you at... You
7: didn't at him first?
3: No, 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 no. Did you ever wank at anybody? No. <laughs> no, he, he just looked at me and... Uh... You know who he looks like? Hmm. He looks like that movie star with a big mouth, you know, Joey Green. He was sort of tall. Joey and... Green? Yes, he was sort of tall. I say it's Joey Brown. It's not a syntactic statement, but a. on the 31st of August, and August in, in the middle of, of July. July.
7: So you were in the parade today, Oh,
3: um? yes. And it stopped at 57th Street, and we had a two hour demonstration. two hour demonstration? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a traffic light there, and every time it turned green, we cheered. I see what you mean, yes. yes, yes. And every time it turned red, we booed. You and booed? We had more
7: I'll bet. There must have been a lot of booze. Oh,
3: no, no booze. Nobody was drinking. Was the the face face the things in, things in the mini little Oh, no booze. Oh, so stop,
7: See, I'm getting so hoarse I can hardly talk above a whiskey. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh just imagine, George. Do you Hannah see what I mean? George, just imagine. Such a free little...
7: joke. Just imagine... But another joke later that i use for chaser.
3: <laughs> George, just imagine, little me of all people leading such a big parade. Mm. 80,000 Irishmen following me. 79,000 were policemen. I see
7: what you mean. Mm, there was Gracie, that with the baton Gracie, I Gracie, hand. in the first place, I don't believe you were leading the parade. Oh,
3: no. Oh, no. Oh, well... Well, I wasn't exactly leading the parade. Sure. I was sort of up in front, more like in the middle. Oh, in the
7: middle?
6: Well,
3: mm-hmm. more towards the end, sort of like last. Like last, yes, yes. Well, it was a great parade, they tell me. I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> You missed it. On the thirty first of August and No, the stop, of... stop, well, I didn't exactly miss it. What happened was I was on the sidewalk and there was a little fellow who couldn't see the braid, so I put him on my shoulder.
7: A little a little fellow.
3: Yeah, Mayor LaGuardia. <laughs> and it's
6: to be a
7: little Mayor, I was Mayor, the, Mayor Laguardia. Yeah, it's the it was first of August in the middle of, the of July. Look, night. I've had enough of this parade and enough of the song. And,
3: George, during the parade, there were men selling shamrocks, green ice cream, furniture, clay pots. They were canes. selling furniture. Yeah, a man came up to me and he said, he said, this Lady, will you give me twenty-five cents for a bed?" And I said to him, "I said, I said, now listen to me, Tracy, my good man. Just a second. Now if I you say, don't
7: mind pausing, I have a line.
3: Well, a very big line.
7: Gracie, well, the man was a panhandler.
3: No, he was only handling bed.
7: Oh, he didn't have any pans.
3: Well, I couldn't tell. He had on long over. Oh, He them
7: out, the All right, the please, light. please.
0: Say, Gracie, whenever you meet a panhandler, why don't you do what I do? I just brush them off.
3: Well, Jimmy, with your mustache, you can do it. it? <laughs> no,
0: what I mean is, Gracie, I don't give them any cash. Now, just the other day, I met a man who said, Mr., I'm starving. Would you help me?
3: Oh, isn't that silly? Why should you help him starve? <laughs>
0: I didn't, Gracie. I didn't. I just reached in my pocket, opened my wallet, and gave him a can of Spam. You keep
7: Spam in your wallet? Oh, sure. It doesn't need refrigeration. Mm. Well, keep on with this wallet. Another joke like that and this program, Bill Fold Up.
3: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Well, anyway, after the parade... That's my chaser.
3: That's the chaser. Well, anyway, after the parade, Artie Shaw took me home, and we were sitting in the living room, and I
7: said, Artie! Artie Shaw took you home? Yes,
3: and I said, Artie... Didn't I tell
7: you to break up this romance?
3: Yes, and I said, Artie... Oh, stop with that,
7: Artie! Artie, were you out with Gracie again last night? Sure, it was on the 31st of August. Oh, fine, fine. Gracie, try to get this through that silly head of yours. You've got to split this thing up. Business and romance don't mix
3: Well, I guess you're right, George You just can't mix business with romance
7: Well, it's about time you realized that
3: So, we'll take the romance and give you the business Hello. Well, well,
7: i give up It
3: was on the 31st of August In the middle of July Is that the right The afternoon was wet And the morning it was dry You might as well finish it I met a fair young lady Sitting under an old oak tree. Pretty, pretty, pretty. And give a word I said to her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the same she said to me. Well! Well, I don't
7: know if you can taste breaking. I, I,
0: you he was I
7: certainly yeah.
0: was. Well, George, it looks like you and Gracie are washed
7: up for good. Brother, ever since she and Artie started to say "Wow," I knew you were a dead duck. Yeah, Jimmy, I better break that romance up. It's mm-hmm. lasted longer than the snow on the streets in Rio. <laughs> and I know how to break it up. I'll use system number three. System number three? What's that? The old sympathy gag. Oh. It's bound to work with Gracie. Watch, Gracie. Well,
3: Oh, that was wonderful, Ollie. But the next time you
7: hug me,
3: I wish you'd take the clarinet out
7: of your mouth. What is it, George? Gracie, I've got something to say to you, and please try to understand. I want you to know it's not because I'm jealous. We've been together for years, and you just can't tear down everything that we've built up in just one day.
3: Oh, well, how long will it take? (laughs) Gracie,
7: remember the first time I met you? Mm mm-hmm. We were just kids then.
3: That's
7: right. You'll have to admit, I wasn't selfish. If I had anything, didn't you always get it?
3: Yeah, until I was vaccinated.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, remember when I took you to the ice cream parlor and we had a strawberry soda? Mm-hmm. You may not believe it, but... Glad to hear I felt in love. Really? I felt so silly, I... Couldn't look at the soda clerk It was love at first sight Oh, no,
3: I don't blame you, George He was a very cute soda clerk No,
7: no, no I, I mean I fell in love with you, Gracie
6: Oh, so that's
3: why you paid for my soda
7: And Gracie, that childhood romance Ripened into Well, it isn't just friendship It isn't just a passing fancy It isn't just a partnership Do you know what it is?
3: Oh, does it hang from the season ceiling and whistle?
7: Does it hang from the season and whistle? No, ceiling, too. Gracie, boys, a little soft music. Maybe that'll help. Thanks, fellas. Gracie, remember that little tea room on Sixth Avenue that we used to go to?
3: The one where they have the candlelight and the gypsy music? Yeah,
7: that's the place.
3: Oh, it makes my heart beat faster when I think of it.
7: Oh, I see. You still remember it.
3: remember it. I was there last night with Artie. Hello. Hello.
7: All right, boys. Stop it. I've had enough. Gracie, don't you understand? I've been talking to you until I'm blue in the face.
3: Oh, please, George
7: Green. It's St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going outside. I've got another system. I'll
0: go with it, George. I want to get you some tonic. Tonic? Why? To fix up your system. Hmm.
4: Oh, poor George. I hope he doesn't jump off the Empire State Building. Yeah,
3: wouldn't that be awful? He hasn't got a uh, coat and he might catch cold. Yeah.
7: <laughs> uh, Senor Shaw, would you like some advice? What kind of advice? Well, if I were in your place, and if you take my advice, I will be. Uh,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Why don't you and Miss Allen elope?
3: But, uh, Senor Lee, if I elope with Artie, who'll take care of the band? Let them get their own
6: girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: Artie, I think Senor Lee's got a cute idea. Let's elope just this once, huh? Well, look, we'll elope from the El Morocco tonight. It's just the place. It's on the ground floor, so we won't need a ladder.
4: El Morocco? Why not the store club?
3: Store club? Well, Artie, maybe in a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen,
6: everybody,
4: this will kill you. Well, gotcha. I
0: just overheard George call up a theatrical agency, and he asked them to send over an actress to pretend she's George's girlfriend. Well, why? To make love to George and make Gracie jealous.
3: Well, say that's a swell idea. And I'll bet she'll get jealous, too. She's probably a very jealous type if it's the same Gracie Allen. Oh, pardon me, it's me. (laughs) Listen,
4: Jimmy, I know what we can do. Let's double cross George and cancel the girl. Double cross George? Yep, and I can get a girl to take her place. Oh,
3: gee, that would be a swell surprise for George.
4: Hey, look, wait a minute. Oh, I've got just the girl. Walling, go out and call Stillman's Gym. Stillman's Jim. Yeah, yeah. This dame happens to be a lady wrestler.
0: A lady wrestler?
4: Yeah, just ask for Grappling Gertie. <laughs> okay.
3: A lady wrestler? I've never seen a lady wrestler. Oh, I hope he falls for... You know, a <coughs> one I know once in Cleveland... Right. I...
7: What are you two talking about?
3: Oh, Nothing on the 31st of August in the middle of July. The afternoon was wet. Ah, the morning, it was dry. I talked to a fair
7: young lady just now on the telephone.
3: And she's coming here from Stillman's gym, and she will break your ball. Oh, oh little. Light, look at it, look
7: at that was Swinglow, Sweet Chariot, played by Artie Shaw, the 52nd Street Romeo, who's gonna be surprised when he gets a kick in the balcony. <laughs> and by the way, Artie, i Hey, everything's okay, Artie. I made the switch. Switch? What switch? See, what Uh-oh.
3: The thing under his nose is the switch, you know. He made it. You thought it was real, and huh? it is then. Jimmy, take it off and wait for the judge. Oh,
7: quiet, quiet. Huh? Hello? It's for you, Jimmy. Oh, gee, I hope it is.
0: Hello? Who's this? Oh, Artie, don't worry, it's okay. Yes, this is Jimmy Wallington speaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm very sorry I can't be there. No. So oh, well, you see, I've got a date with a plate. Yes, that's right. Sorry. Goodbye. Jimmy, I hear you say you got a date with a plate. That's right, George. You see, there's a very tired dinner plate. Oh, a well, plate that's... that goes out and stays out late. That's yeah. it. Sure <laughs> yes, that's it. In fact, there are thousands of dinner plates all over the country. And they're very tired of the same thing for dinner. Very tired. So here's the suggestion I'm going to make when I date the plate. A suggestion that not only makes the plates on your table happy, but a meal that makes the family say, this is a swell dinner. All you do is open a can of Spam. You're sure of success because Spam is tender, taste-tempting meat with a delicious flavor. Then put the Spam in a shallow baking dish, slip it into the oven, and bake for a few minutes according to the easy recipe on the label. Plan a meal around baked Spam, and you'll take to the table a main course distinctive in meaty flavor and filled with lip-smacking satisfaction. Give your family baked Spam tomorrow, the easiest-to-get, best-to-eat dinner you've had in a long time. Originated and made only by Hormel, Spam is a perfect combination of juicy pork shoulder and tender ham. Delicious meat with extra goodness. To be sure of a meal that makes a hit, remember to insist on Spam, S-P-A-M, when you shop tomorrow.
4: Slice it, dice it, fry it, take it, cold or hot, Sam hits the spot.
3: Anxiety. And Artie. Oh, can you picture us a few years from now, a little place in the country?
4: Yeah, a vine-covered cottage.
3: A little mortgage covering the vines. That's
4: right. <laughs> and you're in the living room eating a box of chocolate.
3: Yes, while you're in the kitchen standing over a hot clarinet. <laughs> well, you know, I
4: agree with
7: you two. There's nothing like love. And I'm the one who knows.
3: Well, George, now don't tell me you're in love.
7: It was on the 31st of August in the middle oh, of July. Oh, George, how
3: long have you known this girl?
7: Well, uh, we went to school together. Where did you meet her? She's like a piece of Dresden, China. As a matter of fact, she was so fragile that we boys used to call her twinkle toes. Oh.
4: Boy, I bet she's beautiful, huh, George? Oh, yes, and what a voice.
3: Oh, probably like Nelson Eddie.
4: Nelson
7: Eddy?
3: Well, maybe not exactly like Nelson Eddy Maybe more like a half-Nelson
7: Eddy A half-Nelson Eddy? Listen, what's going on here? Uh, Senor Burns, I have a little information I hate to be a rat, but uh, Mickey Mouse is doing bad? (laughs) Senor, watch this information. Are you asking me as just the guitar player? Yes. I know nothing. (laughs) But now ask me as the new leader of the band. Mm, I think I see what you mean. And throw in a little cash. (laughs) All right, you're the new leader of the band, and I'll give you five dollars. What do you know? Who'll make it six? I will. I know nothing. (laughs) You know nothing, huh? Well, you're all jealous. You know, George,
0: I know just how you feel when you meet an old flame. Why, well, it just happened to me today. As a matter of fact, this girl is just as dainty and fragile as your twinkle toes.
7: Dressed in China? Dressed in
3: China? I suppose she was dressed in slacks. <laughs> what difference does it make what she's dressed in? Go ahead,
0: Jimmy. Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. I said the wrong thing. Well, you see, George, my girl is a little Spanish girl. <laughs>
7: Spanish girl? <laughs> Spanish.
0: Well, I did that for the sponsor Oh, spam instead of spam And George, you know, when she looked at me today, she said "Hello, tall, tall, darkened ham meat
6: <laughs> Ham meat?
0: Yeah. I did that for the sponsor Oh, I see, man. You know, before I left, I kissed her for ten minutes Ten minutes, huh? That I did for myself Oh
7: <laughs> Boy, what a kisser Hey, yeah, he certainly has Oh, quiet, quiet Well, here she is, now you'll see something Come in.
3: Well, George, Twinkletoes is here.
7: Twinkletoes? Say, you've changed. Don't you remember me? I'm George Burns. Hello, George.
6: Oh,
3: my. What a beautiful voice. What a wonderful ring. But then again, it should be. She's in it half the time.
7: Uh, Twinkletoes, I'm certainly glad to see you.
4: I'm sorry I'm late, George. I was a little tied up.
7: Well, twinkle Toes, it's like old times, isn't it? When you left home, did you tell your mother who you were going to meet tonight? Zabisco. Zabisco. Well,
3: George, uh, yes, yeah, Zabisco. I, uh, I read that in the night chart when I had my eyes examined this morning. It said uh, Z Y Z Y Z Y. Well. Z Y. I need glasses.
7: Well look, I've had enough of this silly stuff.
3: Well, Artie, George and Twinkletoes want to be alone. Well,
7: we do. What do you think of that? Twinkletoes.
3: What
6: is it, lover?
7: <laughs> Remember when we were kids?
6: Yeah. <laughs>
7: Remember those romantic nights under the stars?
6: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Remember when I carried your books to school?
6: Yeah. <laughs> Remember when she carried you? <laughs>
7: yeah. You know, Trinkletoes, when I first fell for you, it wasn't just your looks that attracted me. It wasn't just your personality. It wasn't just your mind. Do you know what it was?
3: Does it hang from the ceiling and look? Oh, up? quiet, quiet. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me more about
4: that love stuff, George. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell her, Lenny.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, quiet.
7: Gracie, will you take Artie away from here? Well,
3: Arnie, George is right. Nobody should interfere with lovers. Lovers should be left alone. It's very rude to interfere. George, let me tell you how to do it. Now, uh, Twinkletoes, you stand over here, and George, you stand over there.
7: Okay, who's the referee? 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 <laughs> Wait a minute, is this a love match or a wrestling match? There's a difference?
3: <laughs>
7: What's going on here? Well,
3: now we'll begin, and you don't have to worry, because I know plenty about love. You see, I used to be a mesherette in the balcony at the Rockstar.
7: I say, it. Yes.
3: Now, Twinkle Toes, the first thing you do is grab George in your arms. Do you understand? Well, to be frank, No. <laughs>
7: I'm not going to like this. Oh,
3: how silly of me. Oh, I know how to get you together. Here we go. Stay away. Stay away creep. Oh. 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 Isn't that cute? <laughs> George's first crush.
7: Wait a minute. Are you the girl that was sent over here by that theatrical agency...
5: No, somebody phoned me at Stillman's gym. I'm Grappling Grady, known as the Glamorous Gorilla.
7: <laughs> how did that girl get here? Gracie, how did this girl get here? Well,
3: she must have walked the buses around strike, you know. Isn't it awful, George? You know, I always say... Oh, stop, I always stop. stop. No, only when I get off. Oh, quiet.
7: Well, a fine trick for a bunch of grown-up people to play on their boss. What a thing to do. It is isn't honorable. It isn't fair, it isn't cricket, it isn't sporting. Do you know what it is?
3: Does it hang from the ceiling? Oh, quiet,
7: quiet.
0: A perfect blend of pork shoulder and tender ham has become a word in the American language that means downright delicious food. Originated and made only by Hormel, Spam is now used by millions of families regularly. This tender meat has a flavor all its own and is ready to eat as soon as you open the handy can. Spam has dozens of uses. Serve it cold, bake Spam for dinner, fry slices for breakfast. Promise yourself you'll try one new way to serve Spam tomorrow. Use the easy recipes on the label. You'll soon discover serving Spam cold or hot is a quick, thrifty way to give your family grand-tasting meat. Tomorrow, when you shop, ask your food dealer for S P A M.
7: Spam. Well, thanks, Jimmy. Well, Gracie, say goodnight. night. Good night, mm.
3: George. I'm going out. Don't I look pretty?
7: Well, you look pretty, you kind of like flattery, huh? Sure,
3: I, I like all the Irish.
7: Oh, really?
3: Oh, really? O'Reilly or Flanagan or Tula? Good night. So Good, night Good night, Good night. Good
7: night.
2: Allen as he leads the parade to the old town hall. Fred's leading the band with a shillelagh and is followed by those green horns of the theater, the mighty Allen Art Players. Let's join the merry throng.
6: Everybody going.
2: Here they come, delicatessen leaders.
5: Maris, why are you
8: refusing to slice some corn for Mrs. Corn? The slicing machine is making static on the radio stand and it's town hall tonight. <laughs> Spiritualists.
5: Look, Professor Kill, the spirits are moving that radio up and down.
2: The radio is merely dancing for joy, madam. It's town hall tonight.
5: <laughs> Reno divorces. Your grounds for divorce are cruel and inhuman treatment, Mrs. Boggs. Yes, Judge. My husband always turns off the radio on Wednesdays and' the Town Hall tonight. <laughs>
2: Well, sir, here we are before the old town hall. It's St. Patrick's Day, and Fred is welcoming the crowd with a brogue as folks pass inside.
8: Let's listen. Be and be Jaber. Old King Cole was a merry old... A merry old soul, folks, and he got that way from coming to the old town hall. Single line, please. Hi there, booby boy. Hello, Jason.
6: Is it Hi
8: there, Mrs. Fumble. Step right in. You laugh, you shout, like all get out on the inside. So hurry, hurry, hurry. We're all set inside, Fred. Surprising,
2: Harry. (laughs) Presenting that bombastic baron of big, blatant bursts of bubbling, baffling buffoonery, bristling banter, and biangular bread-buttering, blustering, blistering, Fred Allen... In person!
8: <laughs> Gosh, Harry, you left out Bristol and Myers. I don't know how... Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we preen our verbal feathers and prepare to give your risibilities a rousing tickling this evening, I hope, I'll read you the town hall bulletin for tonight. Harge wide, Everybody's Grocer says that nothing's happened this week, folks, so there'll be no announcement. Thank you, friends, and now we'll get along with the town hall news. The curtain, Harry. Coming right down, Fred. <laughs> the lights go out, and we bring you the latest news of the week. The town hall news sees nothing, shows all. New York City, New York. Dr. R.P. Wodehouse speaking at the American Institute of General Sciences claims that hay fever and asthma are increasing in this country. Dr. Wodehouse says clearing up of native vegetation and its replacement by alien plants will add to number of victims. Down-hall news shows how sensitive some hay fever victims may become shortly. The scene, a train waiting room. We
5: can sit down here, Wilbur. The 515 isn't ready. Yes, dear. Achoo. Just don't I, dear? Is your hay fever starting? Yes. Somebody's eating strawberries at the lunch counter. And the straw starts to be sneezing. Strawberries. That reminds me. I forgot to phone the market about dinner. Have you got the number? Yes, it's Haymarket. shoot! Before... Don't, don't say Haymarket. You know that hay upsets me. All right, I won't say another word. Achoo. What was that? I don't know. That woman just passed. Is she wearing a goldenrod corsage? I don't know. She's going by again. Every time she walks by, I see. I'll tell her to get away from here. Oh, uh, pardon me, lady. Yes, did you call me? Would you mind walking around the other way? You see my husband... Are you intimating that I am ogling your husband? No, but why is it every time you pass... You thought my husband's
6: hay fever. I'm a grass
8: widow. <laughs> new York City, New York. A new hit show opens on Broadway to delight New York theatergoers. Critics guarantee evening of laughs to patrons attending play called Yes, My Darling Daughter. Downhall News presents three-second review of this new laughing show, Yes, My Darling Daughter.
5: Daddy, you one word has made you the biggest man in Hollywood?
8: That's right, daughter.
5: What is the magic word, Daddy?
8: Yes, my darling daughter. <laughs> New York City, New York. East Side Merchants Association agrees to do away with men outside of clothing stores who approach customers and try to pull them into shops. Town Hall News shows old sales approach method on East Side when the puller-in functions outside of a clothing store.
5: Monster sale going on inside. My green bomber the sacrificing man suits All kinds of buttons, herringbone, tweeds, tin killers, drying the trust. Hey, how about a suit, buddy? No. Hey, take your finger out of my butt. No. Step inside. I'll show you a pencil striped double breasted that will knock your eye out. No, no, no. Now get your hand out of my collar. You're no. stepping in, buddy?
2: No, I'm not stepping in. Now, let me go. i got to catch a bus. You are needing a suit, brother.
5: I don't need no suit. Now, quit pulling my lapel. You are needing a suit. Who said so? I am saying so. Look. (laughs) What? Oh, what's the big idea ripping my lapel? I can't go home this way. That's what I'm saying. You are needing a suit. Step inside, brother.
8: (laughs) With the puller-in salesman of this type banished, Town Hall News shows the new methods customers can expect as they pass Eastside clothing stores in the near future.
5: Hey, buddy. Talking to me, Mister? Yes, uh, confidentially, I'm needing a suit of garments. No. No, thanks. I just bought a suit with four pair of pants yesterday. You could use in three coats, maybe, to go with the extra pants? No, hey, quick, Jocelyn, man. You're going inside, buddy? Get your hand off of my spine. Quick Kevin. Inside, buddy? hey, I thought the East I'd stop this pulling in business. So who's pulling you in, buddy? I'm pushing. <laughs>
8: <laughs> New York City, New York. New 20th century picture, Love Is News, is held over a second week at the Roxy Theater. Produced by Daryl Zanuck, written by Harry Tugand and Jack Yellen, Love Is News registers comedy triumph. Downhall News brings you a 10-second preview of this excellent film, Love Is News.
5: Wait for read gelinous paper, read all about it. What's the
8: headline, boy? Jack Benny and Fred Allen kiss and make up. Is that a front-page romance? And how, mister? With those two mudslingers. Love is news. <laughs> New York City, New York. Ship officers report stormy crossings on Atlantic Ocean. Record gales lash heavy seas, and ships experience trouble in navigating through storms. Town Hall News flashes candid camera shot of a terrible sea. The sea.
2: of all oh,
8: Encore,
6: Harry.
8: (laughs) I don't know about the bow, but it was good and nichey there at the beginning. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And now... No, no, no. If I as was I was saying, if, if, if you'll bear with me just, I would like to see just a moment, go. ladies and gentlemen, I'll uh, I'll try to find out what's on the my, mind of this disgruntled Eskimo, if he will just turn around.
2: Well, I was just practicing. Why, Harry to... Von
8: Zell, a big boy like you.
2: Well, <laughs> It might have sounded funny, but you know, last night I was reading about Demosthenes. And what are Demosthenes? Oh, spread out. A big boy like you. Demosthenes was a famous Greek orator. And he used to practice speaking, you know, with pebbles in his mouth to improve his diction and enunciation. Like this, looking.
8: Ferns, rollers, and corners. And just what do you. Uh, he didn't say that. Huh? And just <laughs> what do you. Peter Van Steeden and the Ipana Troubadours have just played Serenade in the Night. Now on Friday night there will Mr. be an o- Oh God! Mr. Now quiet, please. Look, if that is somebody left over from a uh,
6: hello.
8: Well, I'll say you've done it again, haven't you? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sir, the, the chairman laughed when I said I was going to take the floor. He didn't know the linoleum wasn't paid for. Well, it can lay there with the linoleum.
6: If
8: it is isn't Portland...
5: Yes? Papa sent me over to see you. It's... Very important.
8: What's important?
5: Papa says you should make up your mind what night you're going to be on the radio. Well,
8: you don't think just because I went on with Jack Benny last Sunday that the people are getting confused, do you?
5: Oh, say they are. I saw the man upstairs brushing his teeth with jello this morning.
6: <laughs>
8: well... <laughs> See, you will get a life membership in the Don Wilson Foundation for that. You've saved them that much work next Sunday. Well, that doesn't make any difference. People brush their teeth with jello. Just as long as they don't try to buy iPanner and six delicious flavors, they'll be all right. Come in. Telegram for Fred Allen. Right here, boy. All right, sign here. Here's a pencil. Thank you, son.
5: The boy's still waiting, Mr. Allen.
8: Uh, thank you, son. Don't give me none of that, buddy. Now, see here. Listen,
2: greaseball, I don't mind not getting my tip, but when you try to cop my pencil, you're rubbing it in.
8: Here's your pencil, stickler. Okay, cheapskate. That boy's too fresh.
5: Why don't you tear up the telegram and get even with him, Mr. Allen?
8: No, here, you, uh, you read it, I... I've got to blow down my neck.
5: Blow down your neck?
8: Yes, I'm, I'm getting hot under the collar.
5: <laughs> I'll see who the telegram's from.
8: All right. <laughs> what does it say?
5: Dear palsy-walsy, happy birthday to you. I know it isn't your birthday, but I have to have an excuse to send you loads of love.
8: Who sent that?
5: It's signed Jack Benny.
8: Oh, Jackie, hey? He's a prince. Oh, there's a sweet guy, Portland. Good old Jackie. Gosh, he's so sweet, he's almost sticky.
5: It's silly to send a birthday wire when it isn't your birthday.
8: Listen, it isn't the stupidity. It's the sentiment gets me. There's the whitest guy I know.
5: Yes, you said he was anemic.
8: Now, listen, don't let anyone tell you Jackie Benny's anemic. He just stays white on purpose so everybody else will look healthy.
5: Gosh, Jack must have a big heart.
8: Why, Jackie Benny's heart's so big, you can put a stethoscope on him any place and get action. (laughs) Did you hear his program last Sunday?
5: Yes. What was that static right in the middle of it?
8: Static? Was it before or after Jack and I sang?
5: It was during. During? (laughs) During.
8: Well, let me tell you something. A lot of people didn't catch our names when we sang.
5: How do you know?
8: Nelson Eddy got 300 wires from people who said they enjoyed his double voice solo.
5: Gosh, to me it sounded like two wildcats picketing a pet shop.
8: Two wildcats picketing a pet shop. <laughs> do you know that the next morning after Jackie and I sang at the Pierre? All of the flowers bloomed in Central Park.
6: <laughs>
8: they thought the robins were back from the south.
5: That's done it. Mr. That's blow. done it. Casper, Right, up. babe, you don't
8: have to page Humber Blow. Just drop a hint. I can hear it before it hits the ground.
5: Come on up, Oh,
8: Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Portland. I don't mind you bringing people in here, but when they're all wet, they leave puddles. listen, <laughs> Ham... You ought to be flattered to be seen with a couple of good eggs. Ho, ho. That's telling him, Casper. Ho, ho.
5: Is Casper saying something, Mr.
8: Blow? Only a simpleton can understand Casper. That's why he's talking to himself. Well, you ought to be able to catch Casper's drift, bud. Ho, ho. Somebody
6: ought
8: to... Somebody ought to put a sign on Casper's mouth, open by mistake. Now, take it easy, brother. Yeah. You're jeopardizing the friendship of Humbert Blow, the outstanding theatrical agent of this
5: generation. Mr. Blow furnishes all kinds of talent, Mr. Dallin. Oh, ho, ho,
8: and how? <laughs> Why, Casper here can put the program on a map, simple. What does Casper do? Imitation. Right. Name your sounds, folks, and Casper goes to town. How about a uh, a fin calling to its haddies?
5: <laughs> Quit
8: clowning, bud.
5: How about molasses coming out of the jug?
8: Okay, let's go, Casper. Now, wait a minute. Uh, uh wait a minute. Molasses in this weather will take too long. Okay, give us a ginger ale bottle, Casper. Okay. it sounded like somebody with false teeth munching castanets to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you ain't heard nothing yet. What's next, Casper boy? Oh, oh, a lion. Quiet, folks. One lion! Take it
2: away, Casper! How's that,
8: nubhead? It sounded like the Holland Tunnel backfiring to me. <laughs> hey, no belittling, bud. Can Casper do a Jersey
5: cow, Mr. Blow?
8: Well, Jersey's too far away. You wouldn't hear it. Uh, how about a New York cow? Listen, the only thing that gives milk in New York is a waiter. How can
5: give milk, Mr. Allen? Yeah, what about
8: philateraphyl? Never mind, never mind. <laughs> give us the cow. Okay.
5: <laughs> One whole thing, Casper.
6: Give. Yeah.
8: Boy, are you hot? What's next, Casper?
2: A fog
8: Okay, blast, Casper. Ooh.
5: The fog on. It sounded like you and Jack Betty singing, Mr. Ballard.
8: Now uh, you leave my pal out of this. And now, folks, with your kind attention. Casper entertains his one and all with his
5: own original barnyard community sing. What's that, Mr. Blouse? It's a foul choir.
8: Foul is right. <laughs> Quiet, Dope. Give us that Glimmet Rock ensemble, Casper. didn't lay an egg, he spread an omelet. What <laughs> is that cluck? Cluck is the word for Casper.
5: Well, what's new, brother? Does Casper get the job? Yes. Congratulations, Casper.
8: Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, when does he start on the radio? What radio? I'm hiring him to break a lease in a boiler factory.
5: <laughs> Why, you... We better beat it, fellas. Nice
8: exterminating Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so long. <Pally>. Howie? Oh, oh.
6: <laughs>
8: and now, ladies and gentlemen, we present the little group that inspired that song's success, this year's hip is the Mighty Allen Art player. Tonight they present a backwoods drama entitled The Great Hillbilly Battle. Or harsh words don't always start a feud. It's when somebody says, oh, shoot. Over to you, Peter. Good night. Wake
5: up, Peter. Yeah? (laughs) Huh?
8: Now, oh, quit, quit, sir. Quit, quit prodding me. What, what is it, fairy?
5: Get out, you lazy juggin.
8: Well, it ain't, it ain't hardly daylight yet.
5: Past daylight. The sun's slow this morning.
8: Well, <laughs> Everything ready?
5: Yep. Your rifle's loaded and the coffee's on. Good.
8: I'll, uh, I'll take a shot over at the carver's cabin. Let them varmints know we're up in prayer and the feud. <laughs> take that, you lout! Uh,
5: Any luck?
8: Well, I don't know. I shot low into the cabin. Case old Carver's sleeping on the floor.
5: Oh, there goes our last window.
8: Yep, the Carver's is up. They're tardy this morning.
5: I'm getting sick of this shooting, Eli. I ain't been out this cabin for nigh on 40 years.
8: And you gotta stunt your wanderlust, Harry. For the last two hundred years, Allens has been feuding the Carvers. Three generations Allens has been born, farmed, feuded, and died without leaving this here room. Well, mighty
5: convenient, but that's all.
8: My uh, great-grandpa Luther's buried yonder under that uh, butter churn there.
6: <laughs>
8: Grandma Nell's and Uncle Dud's tombstones were using for bookends for Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> And you're standing on Cousin Nathan right now. It's gonna be mighty stuffy in here on Resurrection Day.
5: Don't oh, ding them cover.
8: Clean through the wall. Where'd that, where'd that bullet go?
5: Yonder, and the potato patch under the bed.
8: Well, I'll, I'll just take another pop at them vandals. Eh, uh, you can take this, you prairie, you bangers. Eh? Uh, I'll show them. Well, that's all the shooting I can go on an empty belly. I'll get you breakfast. Yes, sir. Pa, wait.
5: I can't tell. He's too lazy to shed his eyes. He sleeps with them open. Pa? Eh? unhand me, Daniel Boone. Oh, He's eh? Pa, Pa. Eh?
8: Wake up. Pa, wake
5: uh, up. Hey, creeper, son. I'm awake. Yes. Lord, that's right through Lydia Pinkham's picture. Yes.
8: Them mangy cobbers, Adam, son. I will take this, you snakes. Ah, uh, right through that keyhole, by dad. Say, what's for breakfast?
5: Owl, la, la, la king
8: again? <laughs> no,
5: no, no poultry this morning, pa. Nothing but coffee. There uh,
8: hai there no bacon, more?
5: Only what's left on the hog. How many
8: hogs we got left, son? Just the old sow, Bessie.
5: That it is special than Eli. Ah,
8: uh, right enough, Sari. Eh? Come out here to your doom, Bessie, Oink, oink, And I'll boink, get my rifle. Now, hold on. You ain't wasting our ammunition, son. Well, I can't jujitsu her to death, Pa.
5: you
8: will pass out rigid.
5: That's right, Pa. You want your bacon relax, don't you?
8: Yes, yeah, well, just put the pig outside the door. The carvers will shoot her. It'll save us a bullet. <laughs> That's cutting down the budget, Pa. Come on, Betsy. I'll tie a rope on to her so she can't run away. Yep, yep, and uh, better put your hat on the pig, son. Afraid your bacon will catch cold, Pa? <laughs> no, no, but if old man Carver sees a pig with a hat on
5: he'll think it's you creeping out the cabin on your stomach. <laughs> he's uh, he's sure to
8: shoot. Well, bedokie. I'll I'll put my Stetson on her. Boy, boy, boy. Teddy there? <laughs> hmm. That looks better on the pig than it does on
5: you, son. <laughs>
8: oh, go shuck your soft corn, Pa. You open the door, sir. Oh, there,
5: Bessie. Get, Bessie. Right between the eyes. Yeah. one thing about this, you would, you get service. Drag a really like.
8: Okay, but okay. All right, you... all right, <laughs> you... Now. I'll
5: close the door. Uh, uh, set her over here near the stove, son. I'll uh,
8: amputate some bacon.
5: To you! Something funny!
8: It's you, Pa. You got one of your feet on that red hot stove. Which foot, son? <laughs> <laughs> it's the
6: left
5: one, Pa. Gosh, two of your toes is pinker. Well, could be worse. I still got three toes left. Not <laughs> I wish you'd wash your feet, Pa, before you grill them. Wash 'em? <laughs> wash Wash
8: for what? I ain't
5: showing off at my age.
8: You ought to stand up someday, Pa. Or surprise your feet.
5: Well, there goes breakfast. Carver just shot the coffee pot off
8: in the stove. Adam, son. Yeah. Take this, you rat-faced scum. <laughs> Bully for me Bulldog Eli Yep Old Carver was making a sign at me Well sir I Shot his thumb out From between his nose And his forefinger <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 Nice
8: aim and Nice aim. <laughs> There's the postman No shooting Eli No Postman's got the right away. The only thing usin' and the carvers grease on. Open the door, somebody.
5: I'm hauling Gingham, Pop. Howdy, folks. Howdy, Howdy Abner.
8: Abner. us any mail, Abner. Just your morning batch of insults from the carvers. Yeah? What word of mouth Venom's carver up to today? Well, to start off with, he says, you Allens are so low, they'll have to jack you up to bury you. Why, them rodents eating trash, they weed,
5: munching mongrels.
8: Ditto for me, too. Anything else, Abner? Yep, here's Carver's thought for the day. Let's have it. Well, Carver says, you're so all-fired mean you wouldn't eat in front of a mirror for fear your reflection had asked you for a bite. Why, that marrow-minded misfit. Any reply? You can bet your bottom postcard there's a reply. You can tell
5: Carver for me. He's so filthy, the last time he met a skunk face-to-face, the skunk went home with an inferiority complex. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
8: that ought to write him. Yep, and here's my thought for the day. You can tell that drooling, fork-footed, snuff-dipping gopher that he's so undernourished, his idea of high living is dipping his bread into a rabbit track before he eats it. <laughs> Anything, else? No, that'll hold Carver for the day, I guess. Well, I'll get along.
5: Can't hold up the mail. So long. So long, on, Well, Carver'll have to go, down to answer them himself. Yeah, them
8: slurs will bring him up proper.
5: If our son Hector'd only come home, he could help us with the fuel.
8: Hector's so old Allen ever escaped from the cabin. Say, how'd he get away? I was sleeping that spring.
5: Hector was only four when he stampeded 20 years ago Yep,
8: creeped right out of the cabin Kid was so hairy and dirty looking Carver thought he was a possum Funny he never sent no word Well, Hector might have crawled into her gopher hole and quit the human race You can't tell
5: Mailman's back, Jim
8: Abner must have forget one of them insults we mailed to Carver Well, open the door Hello, folks who is it, Eli? Don't know, Pa. Tapping a suit, but a stranger is sporting it. Don't you know me, Ma? Who
5: are you, Bucket teeth?
8: Why, I'm Hector, Maul. Your male brat have got away 20 years ago. If you're sure enough Hector, what you doing in that mailman's get up?
2: Well, Abner let me work so old Carver wouldn't pick me off coming up the
5: trail. Are you Hector Hunter Bright, body? Right as rickets, Grandpa. Just bust into town on a greyhound.
8: Riding right dogs is mighty dangerous, Hector. How'd you lull away your youth, Sam? Been studying at Barber College, Paul. Graduated last week with high honors, magna cum laude. <laughs> uh, what's
5: the uh, latest news out yonder, Hector?
8: Uh, Do we still holding them off at Manila? <laughs> just, uh, just gather the rest folks round, and I'll give you all the news. We're all that's left, Hector. Why, where's Uncle Dad? Uncle Dad leaned out to spit in twenty-seven. <laughs> Carver's got him. Grandma, too?
5: Yep, yeah. She opened the door to shake the broom. They got Grandma between the dustpan and the broom handle.
8: (laughs) Your ma and me's carrying on the feud short-handed, Hector. Then I just got home in time. Sure did, son. I'll oil your gun. No, I ain't shooting, Paul. I came home to stop the feud.
5: You ain't a go to throw your paw out of work, Hector. Are you catch
8: Sam? No, Paw. I'll come back to bring you
6: tidings.
8: What tidings? Well, sir, the president's got a scheme to help folks like you. You can tell McKinley he can mind his old goddamn business.
5: Now,
8: take McKinley, Paw. It's Roosevelt.
5: Well, we to want him and his Rough Riders a button in other. Now,
8: sir.
2: No, now, this is another Roosevelt president now.
8: He's got a scheme called uh, sociable security. What's it like, uh, bingo? No, it ain't no gamble, Paul. When you
5: get to be 65, you get paid. Paid for what?
8: For being 65. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a reward like. What's that...
6: <laughs>
8: What's that got to do with your ma and me? Well, you got to stop putin. If you both get killed off before you get to be 65 you won't get
5: paid. Say, hey, are you sure the government's giving real money?
2: Yep, yeah, real money, all
5: right, with eagles on it for spending. Well, money makes the mayor go, and I can feel the horse coming out of me. Say,
8: sure. hey, it sounds tempting. We ought to call off the feud. hold on. Suppose we stop feuding and Carver keeps on going. Barber's willing to fuel me. Abner pumped him yesterday.
5: Say enough. Might as well give in, Eli.
8: Yeah. And I might as well, son. It's real money. Come, oh, on, come on, Paul. Well, uh, okay, but dokey. the feud's over. Hooray! Now, wait, now, wait. Hold on. Before there's any more cheering, when do I get paid? Right way. Here's your sociable security blank, Paul. All you got to do is sign your name right. Now, so load don't. your guns, folks. The feud's back on. What's eating you, Paul? What about that in I Hold on, son. You ain't a passing up that money. You heard my battle cry. The feud's on. What? You mean you'd rather die fighting than sign your name to this blank Paul? I ain't got no choice, son. You know I can't write my name. Come on, you cowboard. <laughs>
1: It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes.
6: The Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of
1: the party.
3: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa.